as we have our seniors share today, um, we want to encourage the rest of you um, to consider um, what they have learned, what they have gleaned from their time here, how they have been challenged, encouraged, and maybe even share some struggles related to their time here, but uh, as a way to encourage you to continue to pursue and practice the things that you're learning. And so we have a schedule here. Uh, Phil, are you online? Phil? I don't see Phil. Okay. So we're just going to go through the list. If I see you show up, then uh, we'll know that you're ready to go. Gracie, is Gracie here? Chris says connecting to audio right there. Okay. See if it's coming. <laughs> she might be having some trouble, huh? Could be. This was my greatest fear that we would have uh, technical difficulties. Um, we'll wait for Gracie to, to, to get connected. Um, Jacob is right above her. Okay. Okay. Good to see you, Jacob. Yep. Oh, there's Gracie. All right. Hi, Gracie. <laughs> Come in. It's good to see you. Come on in. So we haven't found Phil yet, um, and you're next on the schedule. So we're going to have Gracie share. Okay. <laughs> ready. You're ready to go? <laughs> Come on in. So all you got to do is look right straight in the camera and so and just share what you have to share. And so I'm going to pray, and then Gracie will, will be our, our kickoff uh, one to share today. All right. Thanks for being here, Gracie. Yeah. Let me pray. Father, thank you that we can uh, gather again online for chapel. Thank you, Lord, for your mercies, which are new every single day, every single morning. And thank you, Lord, for the ways that you have um, worked in the lives of our seniors who are graduating, that you have shaped them, molded them. And we thank you for their willingness to share a few words of encouragement and exhortation to us today. So we just pray that you would use each of them as they share to uh, bless us, to encourage us, to challenge us. And be with Gracie, give her um, um, just a calmness and ability to, to share what's on her heart. Lord, and may it glorify you, and may it edify us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, go ahead, right here, and just looking at the camera, and you're on. Hey guys. Wow, this feels super weird. Good to see you all. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to share a couple of things that I've learned from my time here at MEC. Um, just a few things that stuck out to me. Hopefully this is helpful for you, but we'll see. So yeah, the first big thing that I was thinking of as I was thinking about like stuff that I'm, I've learned um, is just related to expectations. And when I first came here, I just kind of had this idea that like I'm going to be best friends with everyone in the dorms and I'm going to be super close with all of my roommates. I had this mental image of making these really great friendships um, and all these lifelong friends. Um, and I didn't really think about having conflict or like maybe not getting along with people. I just kind of pictured college life being like super fun and amazing every single day. Um, and so when I got here, I realized that my roommates were very different from me and there's no way that I was realistically going to be best friends with 20 other girls in the dorm. Um, and I did make some really great friends and it has been like a really good time. I just learned that living with other people is way different than I had pictured in my head. Um, so off of that, I learned that NBC is, it's not gonna replace my family and it's not gonna take the role of church. And so the dorms are really great and I think it's an awesome time. 
but it's not going to take the role of the church, like where the church is supposed to be. Um, and I think it is a really cool opportunity to get to know a lot of other Christians and like just to live with people. But realistically, like you can't be best friends with everybody in the dorms and there is inevitably going to be conflict. And that's just kind of something to expect. And I learned that like living with people that are different from you is actually a really great experience. And even though it's something that I didn't necessarily expect or plan for, it was actually really good. And like just seeing the world through someone else's eyes and like realizing that the way you do things isn't always the best. And so even through like friendships that I didn't plan for, like relationships that were hard, I learned a lot. And there's just a lot of growth that happened through that. So kind of off of that, I'd say I learned just to take it for what it is and leave it for what it's not. So like what um, time in the dorms and life with roommates is, is a great learning experience. And it's a time to make new friends and to learn how to deal with conflict in a godly way. But what it's not is a replacement for your family or for your church. The time in the dorms and time out of the dorms, but with roommates, is a, like it can be a great opportunity. I think for me, I just had to learn to change my expectations and just learn to find joy in situations that I never would have expected. So yeah, that's the first big thing. Um, and then the second thing that really stuck out to me about my time here was just learning what my identity in Christ is and just that that is the core of who I am. And so beyond all of the other things that I would usually identify as, as like a student, a worker, a daughter, and so on and so forth, that the core of who I am is as a Christian. And I know that's like kind of a basic truth for Christian living, but it was just something that like really stuck out to me, especially like in my sophomore and junior year, was just learning that the things that I do, like um, being involved in church or like going on mission trips or any of those things are because of what Christ has done on the cross. And I'm not doing those things to earn God's favor or to prove myself to him, but my salvation is secure because of what he did on the cross. So yeah, I know that's like a really basic thing and you guys probably all know that, but it's, it took a long time to really sink in and for me to really get that. And it's something that I'm still learning and I really want to remember and continue to live that up, just that my identity is in Christ and I do like Christian life based off of that. So yeah, that's about all that I have for right now. So. Thank you, Gracie. Yeah. Appreciate that. And we appreciate you serving as one of our RAs uh, over the years of your time here at NBC. And I just was thinking about the relational side of that, you know, learning to get along with others, live with others, and how that shapes us, you know, mm -hmm. how that God uses that to rub off some of our rough edges and then finding your identity in Christ and living out of that. So some good words. So thank you so much for sharing. Appreciate that. Yeah. So I know it's a little intimidating sometimes to get in front of this two big screens. So first time for a few of them. So uh, the next on the list was Chandler. Chandler, are you are you around? Let's see here. I don't see Chandler. I, I'm right here. Oh, here he is. There's the man. All right. It's good to see you, Chandler. So 
Um, appreciate Chandler and his heart. He's been involved in some leadership um, things at the college. And so I'm just going to turn it over to you to, to share what, what, what God has put on your heart during this time. Okay. Thanks, Glenn. Yeah. Um, I just kind of echo Gracie in that this is really weird. I never expected 50 other people to have like a weird little window into my dining room table and my hanging plant and the seats <laughs> that are behind me. So that's kind of uh, strange, but we're going to go with it. Um, I just wanted to share from Psalm 19, which has been probably the biggest uh, scriptural influence into my, my outlook on, on the Bible. So I'm just going to read that starting in verse seven. Uh, the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold, yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. That has been kind of a foundational thing uh, for me as I have walked through Bible college. Some of you know um, I didn't start Bible college here. I um, actually started at Rocky Mountain College in Billings flying airplanes um, and decided that that was really hard and stressful and I probably should go to Bible college. Um, There's definitely a lot of God's leading in that. Um, I was doing it for selfish reasons, totally. But I went to Arrowhead Bible College. Some of you um, I know have have gone to Arrowhead and uh, transferred over here. But Arrowhead was really where I learned what a Christian life looks like. The staff there, um, particularly a guy named Andy, um, just really showed me what is what does this whole Christian life look like? I didn't think that they were, you know, real people <laughs> when when I got there because it was so vastly different than what I was used to. And then I transferred over here to Montana Bible College. Got married in the uh, the winter of 2017, and then started spring 2018 here. And have, I've been here ever since. And what really has stuck with me is that the law of the Lord truly is perfect. There's, there's nothing, there's no other influence in my life, nobody else telling me um, how to live that is perfect. Um, and it, it truly does um, give you a great reward. It has given me such a great reward. My entire life is different than... Uh, five years ago when I just got out of high school and I was starting to go through college and do all these different things. And it, it really does give you a great reward. If we continue on in Proverbs 19 or Proverbs 19 or Psalm, excuse me. Whoa. I'm a senior at Bible college guys. Anyway, uh, Psalm 19 verse 14 says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And that is absolutely true of my life. Um, learning everything that I've had, NBC has been the most formative 
couple of years in my entire life. And it is something that I will always be grateful to the staff for, um, to my fellow students. I don't, uh, haven't gotten to know all of you as well as I would like to, um, but we have eternity to do that. And uh, I can, my wife and I are going to be moving back to our uh, home, Billings, uh, just a couple hours from here. And I can, I can truly leave Montana Bible College saying that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart um, desire to be acceptable in God's sight, who is my rock and my redeemer. And I think that that is one of the best things that um, Montana Bible College has given me. And I hope that one day I can give back. <laughs> I mean, I know that I've paid them money, but that's worth nothing in compared to what I have learned and the change in my entire life. So I hope you're all encouraged uh, by that. Thank you, Chandler. That was great. I love Psalm 19. So I appreciate you reflecting, kind of using that as a, an opportunity to reflect upon your time here. And uh, we appreciate you. We love you a lot. So thank you for sharing those things. So I'm looking over at the screen on my left and I'm seeing Philly Willie. Who's Philly Willie? Is that Phil? Phil, is that you? Can you unmute or show me your video if that's you? I don't know who, does anybody know? Yeah, who? no, that's that's me. I just, <laughs> I right. just got off the phone apologizing to you. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. All right, are you ready to share? Uh, yeah, it might be on a whim, but okay. I'll do that. Okay, why don't you share what, what you like? There we go, there's the man. All right, my friend, go ahead and share. Um, so I know that this is like testimonial and sharing about the journey that I took in my Bible college career. Um, I do want to encourage all of you guys who are planning on graduating that it's not an easy path, but it's also a good path. Um, when I graduated high school, I did not <laughs> want to go to college. I didn't want to do any sort of further education. Uh, those of you who know me or will put up with me talking for more than a minute uh, know that I don't like school. And it's, it's not an easy thing for me to do. And it does take work. There are challenges involved when it comes to your education, because you're not only maintaining a certain Jeep um, grade point average, but you also have relationships that develop here at the school. You have work that you go to as well. So I want to encourage you guys to stay strong and keep pursuing, fight the good fight of faith. It's something that my pastor has always told me. And because you did apply to Montana Bible College and because you're here right now, there is a purpose. Uh, each, each year brings new challenges. But as time goes on, it does not necessarily get easier, but you get comfortable in it, which is also not necessarily a good thing. What I mean by that is you may gain a tendency to slip on your assignments, to just resort back to old knowledge rather than trying to study and learn something new. You get complacent per se. I want to encourage against that, that you guys stay strong and pursue the Lord with all your heart 
that school is one thing. I just talked to a young man this, this weekend that if you, if you judge a fish based upon its ability to climb a tree, it'll be deemed a failure for the rest of its life. So you guys are, we are all individually blessed with different attributes that the Lord has blessed us with. And some of you may not be a studious person like, like myself and not enjoy school, but know that the Lord has you for, has you here for a reason. So pursue, do great. And I love you. Thanks, man. Appreciate that, Phil. I like what he said about um, fighting the good fight and, and kind of a warning uh, about complacency and comfortability. I think that's very apropos. So thanks for sharing that, brother. Appreciate that. So I think in, a, in an environment like uh, an academic environment like NBC, sometimes there's those, those things creep into our lives where we kind of equate um, the acquisition of knowledge to, you know, that's, that's our experience here is, is gaining more knowledge, but there's more to it. So thank you for that. So is Jackson around? I'm trying to look for Jackson. Jackson here, Jackson Grubb. Don't see Jackson on the list. Okay, so we'll go, um, the next one on the list was Esther Lines, and Esther was unable to join us today, so I asked if she would be willing to pre-record a video, which she was very gracious uh, in accommodating that. And so um, Austin was able to get an excellent video of Esther Re, uh, recorded and posted to our NBC YouTube channel. So uh, I want to encourage you to to um, to go there to look on our YouTube channel. And after chapel's over, sometime today, uh, make sure you you get a chance to see Esther's uh, thoughts and, and her sharing of her time here. So um, I want to encourage you to do that. Also, Jacob, I see Jacob. There's Jacob. Jacob, you want to turn your video on and. Share with us what's on your heart. Sure. Um, so mine's a little different than everybody else's so far, but I haven't had exactly a normal experience here at NBC, if you know me at all. Um, started here back in 2015. Uh, my wife and I got married and then moved right here into the marriage student housing and then kind of bopped around Bozeman. But uh, I really just wanted to take this moment to just Thank you all for your thoughts and prayers as I've been hospitalized so many times for the people who don't know me. This is uh, actually my very first semester ever not being hospitalized, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, um, last uh, semester, I'm pretty sure they made some announcements that I ended up coming down with meningitis. So even if it's not my cystic fibrosis sending me into the hospital, it's something else is going to get me. So that was not a fun experience at all, but really it was really encouraging to know how many people were praying for me. And I knew too that, uh, well, Danny would tell me, you know, don't worry about your schoolwork and stuff, but it would always be really stressful for me knowing how much schoolwork I'm going to come back to because I typically miss about two weeks of school and you guys all know the homework load that, that the school puts on us. And I don't know after what Chandler said, but uh, this school's pretty intensive and uh, stressful for me, <laughs> but uh, it's great work, you know, and it 
it's definitely something to spend time on and it's worthy of our time and study because it's not just other college information that you know that they only walk away with a small bit of that information and really have to use it in their day-to-day life. We're here, everything you're learning about is for such a worthy cause and it's something to build, whether if you're married, your marriage on, if you're not married, preparing for marriage, or if you're not even going to get married, just for your life, for sharing with your coworkers, your friends, being able to help out with your local body of church, you know, of Christ. And it's a worthy task. But with all that said, I just really want to say thank you to the people that have already come, you know, ahead of us last year, but this year, previous year, for all the students that have been in my classes who have taken notes or helped me along the way, you know, when I've missed it, you know, and just, it's been really nice. And I don't know if I really would have been able to get through it without you guys. And thank you to all the teachers and staff who have helped supporting me to whether it's just having a conversation with me or encouraging me, uh, giving me breaks on assignments for, going past, you know, into break, you know, to turn in these assignments and stuff. I really just want to thank you all for what you've done for me and my life and just the love and support. And uh, for all the freshmen or sophomores, you know, don't be afraid to talk to your teachers. If you need some extensions or need help with something, you know, go and talk to them. If Don't be nervous about asking your classmates for help on assignments or, you know, asking them what they felt about something because the other thing too is there's it's all going to hit us differently now it's all going to point to the same thing but just talk to them about your assignments you know and it's really worthy or worthy to do um also uh to the freshmen um allow the school to challenge you in your beliefs and make sure that what you're holding on to is scripturally accurate you know, and uh, don't be afraid to have a good, healthy debate with them, too, about something, but just make sure that it's founded in scripture. Um, don't be afraid to write what you believe down on the paper, but once again, make sure it's backed by scripture and that you can make that case. Um, other than that, I mean, just thank you all, and I really uh, hope you guys stick through. I know there are some times that I didn't know if I was going to be able to keep going on, but I was. So just uh, lean on one another, be there for one another and help one another out. So thank you. Thank you, Jacob. I was thinking about just a phrase you used. Um, it's a worthy cause. It's a worthy task. Um, Bible college isn't necessarily easy, but it's worthy. It's worthwhile. And You know, you've been a real example to us. I think of perseverance in the midst of a lot of adversity in your life and trial. So thank you for, for setting an example of, of stick-to-itiveness in the midst of all that you've been going through in your life. So we appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much. All right. So there is Julia. I see her. And uh, Julia is next, and she's going to share with us uh, some thoughts. So let's go to Julia. Hello, hello. Hello. So when, um, when Glenn contacted me about four weeks ago about speaking in this chapel and, 
everything, I thought to myself, oh no, what in the world am I going to say? And so I started thinking about it on and off for the past four weeks. And each time I thought about it, I became a little bit more panicked because I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I am coming up bankrupt severely of, of how to encourage, exhort, or challenge my fellow students when I'm having such a difficult time doing that for my own heart. And so even this morning, um, as I was on, my, on a walk with my discipler, I expressed to her again, like, I do not know what I should say. I really don't. And so I decided that I personally should not say anything, but I should instead let scripture speak for itself. And so I'm going to read a little bit for you all today. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the adversary and gathered from the lands, from the east and the west and the north and the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desert region. They did not find a way to an inhabited city. They were hungry and thirsty and their soul fainted within them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them out of their distress. He led them also by a straight way to an inhabited city. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and for his wonders to the sons of men. For he has satisfied the thirsty soul and the hungry soul he has filled with what is good. And fast forwarding to the end of the psalm, it says, And who is wise? Let him heed these things and consider the loving kindness of the Lord. That's Psalm 107, one of my favorite psalms. And I, I don't have much to say to you all, but I can say this, that through all of the trials that I've experienced throughout college here, I know who the Lord is, and I know he is true. And sometimes that's all I've got. And thank you for listening this morning. Thank you, Julia. Appreciate you sharing from Psalm 107. Thanks for those thoughts and appreciate you communicating a passage of scripture that's very meaningful to you personally and has been meaningful and helpful. You know, it's during those times um, maybe that are difficult that we cling to the words of, the words of, of God in scripture and um, appreciate that. So, all right, we're going to go to Kelsey Sykes. So I saw her on, let's see, there she is. So Kelsey, hey. it's your turn to share. Perfect. You're on. All right. So as I was just kind of thinking about what to say to you guys and everything, um, there's just a scripture, a passage of scripture that the Lord has just really used it throughout all my four years here at NBC. I just really wanted to share with you guys here. So it's you all know it. You know, it's really popular. Romans 12, verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And I thought of that because as I was kind of reflecting on chapel and all my classes and things, I was just thinking about how easy it is to sit in class and to sit in chapel and to say, yes, God, yeah, I'm going to, 
I really want to um, do this or I want to please forgive me for this sin. And, and I can sit during those classes and um, worship God. But then a couple hours later, I would be hanging out with my roommates or I'd be with my husband. And, um, and then I would just, you know, just almost turn God off in a way. And I'd just start living for myself again and thinking rather than uh, thinking how I can serve my husband or do the dishes or even when I was with roommates, you know, um, leaving chapel. And then uh, I just remember going and just sitting and talk, being critical. An hour after I was just had this time where I was focusing in on the Lord and worshiping him. And so I started asking myself this question. Um, am I worshiping God now? Like I was during chapel or during class. And, uh, I kept kind of coming up short, you know, I was like, no, I'm, I'm not. I, I was giving God lip service during chapel or lecture. And now I just decided to start living for myself again. And so, I don't know. I just think MBC has really just taught me the importance of, of loving God and um, dying to yourself every moment, you know, and not just, uh, not just doing it when it's easy, but you and you have to clean your toilet which is disgusting you know <laughs> how can you worship God in that you know I mean it kind of seems gross but it's God doesn't stop being who he is just because we're not singing a song or hearing a sermon he's still God and so that's just kind of yeah my prayer as I've gone through MBC and just a little passage I hope yeah he encourage you guys encourages you guys so thanks thanks Kelsey <laughs> Um, you know, they say that the problem with living sacrifices is they always want to get off the altar. <laughs> it's a good reminder to us, right, to to stay on the altar, to offer ourselves. Um, that's our spiritual service of worship to God. So that was very apropos. Thank you for sharing that. All right, we have um, one more. Corey? Corey, are you around? Yep, right here. All right. There is a the man. All right. Corey, you're on. Share with us. All right. Um, yeah, my time at NBC has been fantastic. It's taught me a lot of things. And uh, I met my wife at NBC. So that was a, a huge blessing. It proved my mom and sisters wrong. They thought I'd be single for the rest of my life. So, <laughs> so that was a blessing. But um, yeah, my time, my time at NBC, one of the first things that you encounter at NBC is there's an emphasis on the gospel and an emphasis on discipleship. And NBC has taught me the depth of the gospel exposed my limited view of the gospel showed me the importance of discipleship and that that's not just something that you do for a class at NBC, but that our lives should be characteristic, a characteristic of our life should be our view of discipleship. But one of the things that stood out probably more than, more than anything at NBC was nobody can force me to lead a godly life. That's a decision that I have to make. And nobody can force you to lead a godly life. And you can't force anybody to, to lead a godly life, no matter how hard you try, no matter who you surround them with. It doesn't change the fact that at the end of the day, it's up to them to choose to lead a godly life. And a quote that I came across recently uh, by a pastor from early he said, no horse gets anywhere until it's harnessed. No stream, no steam or gas 
drives anything until it's confined. And no Niagara is ever turned into light or power until it is tunneled. And no life ever grows great until it's focused, dedicated, and disciplined. And for me, this last couple of weeks, being uh, having class online and being in quarantine, it was a really good test of how dedicated I am and how disciplined I am. I was asking me, asking myself questions like, how am I using my time? What am I filling my time with? What am I doing during class? Am I tempted to be on the internet and keep my video on so that it looks like I'm paying attention, really I'm doing something else? And it brought up 1 Timothy 4, verses 7 and 8, which says, have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths, but rather train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for present life and also life to come. And so it brought up a lot of questions in me. What am I focusing on? What's important to me? Am I dedicated? Am I committed? Am I focused? And am I disciplined? And I'll tell you what, the people at MBC who have gone before, the people who are dedicated and focused and disciplined, those people stand out. The graduates um, that have gone before us, I think of people like Rick Weber and Andrew Alberta and Stephen Fanning and Hannah and Levi Stans. Those people, you could tell they were at MBC for a reason. I think the lightest class load that Rick ever took was like 21 credits a semester. He was a madman, but he was dedicated and focused and disciplined. And those people stand out. And there's people who are still in school that stand out. Um, Esther couldn't be here today, but she's somebody who, who stands out. She's dedicated. She's focused. She's disciplined. She knows why she's here. She knows what she's doing. And if you look at her life, it shows. She's constantly investing in people. The, the three most important things in her life right now are her church, school, and the people that she works with. Those are her priorities. If you look at somebody like Dylan Duke, he's, he knows why he's here. He knows, he knows what he's doing. He knows why he's here. He's focused. He's disciplined and he's dedicated. And Reed, I took Hebrew with you all semester, last two semesters. You're also one of those people that comes to mind. I think of people who are focused and dedicated and disciplined. But on the other hand, the people who aren't focused, who aren't dedicated and aren't disciplined, those people also stand out. And the list of people who stand out because they are dedicated is long. But the, pe- but the list of people who do because I'm not going to call people out. <laughs> but just know that the, uh, the people who are at NBC for reasons other than the sake of Christ, stand out. And so I would charge you guys with the same charge that Paul gave Timothy in 1 Timothy 4. Have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths. And to put it in more of a culturally appropriate context, don't waste your time on meaningless things. Get rid of the things in your life that are, are holding you back. And Pastor John Montoya at Cross Life just preached a sermon on Hebrews 12. And that's exactly what that verse is saying. The author of Hebrews is saying, get rid of every weight and sin. So it's not necessarily talking about things that are inherently sinful, but 
anything that is holding you back from pursuing Christ, get rid of it. And then going back to 1 Timothy 4, instead, train yourself for the purpose of godliness. Nobody can do this for you. Nobody can do this for me. Surrounding yourself with good people is an awesome idea. Accountability partners and disciples are a huge help. But at the end of the day, you have to put the work in. I have to put the work in. And I'll tell you what, during this quarantine, YouTube, Netflix, and video games aren't going to do it for you. They're not (laughs) going to do it for me either. So what NBC has taught me is I need to be focused. I need to be dedicated and I need to be disciplined. The Lord has given me a huge blessing of being at NBC over the last four years and the privilege of being able to study here under the, the professors and being around people who are dedicated and who are disciplined. And at the end of the day, I need to answer for that. I need to discipline myself for the purpose of godliness. Nobody can do it for me. Nobody's going to do it for you either. And as in, in closing, I want to read a passage that you are all familiar with from Philippians chapter 2, verse, verses 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not only, or so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So be focused, be dedicated, and be be disciplined. But know that you have to put the work in, but it's God who's going to be changing your heart. Thanks, Corey. Some great, great uh, thoughts there. I appreciate it. Where was that quote from? Uh, No horse gets anywhere until it's harnessed. You had a whole quote. Who was that from? That is from a guy named Harry Emerson Fosdick. Cool. That's great. Focus, discipline, dedicated, emphasis on the gospel, emphasis on discipleship. Don't waste your time on meaningless stuff. Some great thoughts. Thanks, brother. Appreciate your challenge. Sydney, thanks for being there right beside her. Kim. (laughs)